Welcome to Broke to Rich with KB, where we believe wealth is a mindset. B2R is a community space that promotes physical, financial, and mental wellness by highlighting personal experiences and offering educational tips to break cycles and habits that prevent you from being free to think, feel, and move as you want, being your authentic self. I'm KB, and let's get into it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, for another episode of Broke to Rich with KB. Today, we have the lovely Jamie Miles Haynes with us, who is a licensed professional therapist, beautiful people. So listen, we all about your mental health, your physical health, and your financial health. So today, we are going to get into the mental aspect, of course, and we're going to talk about therapy in the Black community. But first, Jamie, how are you doing today? I'm good. It's a good Friday. Woke up on the right side of the bed. Hello, workout in this morning. We doing good. Listen, I took my win too for sure. I got up frantic. I had like a business coach meeting at 6 a.m. And then right from there, I went to work out and I was like, girl, you go ahead and then start my day. Go ahead. Listen, beautiful. It's all right to have goals, people. Very important. If we don't have goals. It gives us direction. Yes. I was going to say the same thing. A woman of my heart. (laughs) (laughs) But let's get directly into it. This episode, I recognize disclaimer, it may not be for everybody, but I think it's a very important topic. And it's one that's always been on my mind because when I was younger, I never had anyone like offer therapy to me. And as well as I almost feel like it was a little taboo, I vividly remember my paternal grandmother telling me, or just not telling me directly, but like in our household, uh, her oldest son, well, my uncle, he had some issues, alcoholism, actually specifically, and he Mm -hmm. would take stuff out the house, like we're doing crazy stuff out in the street. And my grandmother would always say these asinine comments about like people in the street knowing what's going on. And I'm like, girl, everybody know what he doing. They see him. So I wanted to get in, start with what's your perception on the black community's relationship with therapy? So you started at a great place because in the past, it was always keep the business in the house. Don't tell strangers what's going on. Yes. And I think a lot of that stemmed down from our ancestors, people who come before us had to be in survival mode. So it was like, stuff it, put it down, deal with it in the shower or in the bathroom by yourself. But you're not going out here showing your tail, making a mess of this family name, any of that. So things that happen in the household, people tend to just stuff it down and not deal with it. And that for a long time has been the relationship with our culture and therapy. It's like, you don't go telling a stranger what's going on. Like, I've even heard my mom say, don't tell a stranger your business. And I'm like, I'm the stranger that people talk to. Like, people tell me their business. So the perception of it, as we know, has changed a lot just in the last few years. I feel like mental health is a lot more trendy right now. It's a lot more popular. It's not so taboo to say, I have a therapist or I'm talking to someone. Yeah, back in the day, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't take family business outside of the home. I'm glad you said that because that's, of course, starting with the past and then like where we are now. And that's something that I've seen and I love it. Mm -hmm. And along those lines, it makes me think about. So I watched the Carmichael show. It's no longer on people. Sorry. But there's a show called The Carmichael Show with Gerard Carmichael. Actually, he's a comedian and he has a show. I've been rewatching it. 
In the episode I just watched last night, Loretta Devine plays his mother. And ironically enough, it's about therapy and the role of his mother, everything, her being the mother, everything being on her and her just having to put a smile on and not acknowledging how she feels. And that episode was very touching because it didn't dawn on her all of these years and what the dawned on her after all of these years, something as simple that made her depressed was she would go to Wendy's. She went to Wendy's by herself and she did not know what she wanted to order because what she was used to doing is she knew what her husband ordered. She knew what her two sons ordered and then she just ate off of their food. So when she went by herself, it caused such an impact. It was a trigger for her that she was like, oh my gosh, I have absolutely no idea what I want. And she's been depressed for weeks and her husband was just like, oh, it's all right. She'll deal with it type of thing. And that was the episode of them coming around talking about the impact of like not talking about your feelings or even acknowledging your feelings and how a therapist will help. So that episode was definitely just the timing of that and the timing of us. (laughs) Very poignant. Yeah, I think that a lot of it is knowledge about what you feel too. In the past, we wouldn't have so many words and titles and explanations to describe how we feel. So you might've been down about something, but you didn't really know how to express that or how to name what it is you feel. So with the change of the relationship in our community and therapy, we have learned a lot of terminology. We have a better understanding of what depression is, what anxiety looks like, the word triggers, what does that mean? What childhood trauma means? Like we have a lot more knowledge of some of the terminology that just even our mothers, fathers, grandparents, they would not have been able to name it as such. Or you think about the family member who was a little touched or a little special. There wasn't really a name for like schizophrenia or bipolar or something like that. They'd be like, yeah, uncle so-and-so, you know, he was a bit special. I didn't even think about the lack of education and awareness of it. I'm very big on we don't know what we don't know. And I don't think I've ever translated it to the mental kind of aspect, ironically enough, like especially when it comes to finances. So that's my trauma is finances. And I didn't realize it until getting in a corporate setting and my counterparts that don't look like me. The conversations that like they would have with their parents about money and that was passed down to them that started. And I was just like, whoa, we are like so far behind the curve. We don't have any of those conversations. And I don't know why I never applied that to the mental kind of aspect of it as well. It's just we don't know it. And so it's no different from finances to physical health, what we put in our mouth or mental health. Like just we don't have the awareness, the education of what it actually is. Right. Because you could go to your mother and be like, man, I've been feeling down about X, Y, Z. And her response might be, well, just don't feel that way. Well, dang, if I had thought about that, I would have tried that a while ago. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's not so simple as that. And even you mentioning your uncle that had alcoholism, like, well, put the bottle down. If it were that simple for a person, they would have done that already. Deep-seated stuff along the way that needs to be addressed or you need to help find a way to help a person get to that step. But if you don't know, you don't know. Exactly. So I always feel... And I don't know if your experience has been the same, but I feel like in my household for sure when I was younger and I saw it change because when my mom actually there was a shift, I probably might have been freshman in high school or so where she actually started going to therapy 
And but I feel like all before and not just her, but just culturally, black people are very religious. So I feel like a lot of times we'll pray about everything. God's going to make a way. Trigger warning. Uh, God's going to find a way to pay my light bill. What are you doing to help make sure you can pay your light bill? Right. Getting distracted. But we're very religious. I've always wondered, how is therapy different from praying to God? We're just going to go straight to the question. You can have Jesus and a therapist too. Know the Bible. I don't know it through and through, so I'm about to paraphrase. But the verse about not just being a hearer, but also being a doer, like you have to have an application to a principle. You pray, you have a rooting, you have a foundation, you have a grounding in your sense of spirituality, in your religion. There are principles out of the Bible, principles that have been passed on from foremothers and fathers that we carry with us that gives us a sense of grounding, that gives us something to root in. Like, I believe a better day will come. I believe that if I find the gratitude in life, I'll also see other things start to open up for me. So yeah, that's that sense of foundation, that sense of grounding. But God can't go down to Georgia Power and pay the bill for us. He gives us that ability to move our feet, to do something. We're often asking, show me the way, Lord. Tell me what I need to do. And oftentimes it'll come to us as move your feet. The path we don't know, but move your feet. And we be so afraid to move our foot because we don't know where we're going. But that's having faith in the unknown. So that's that grounding. That's that sense. But therapy gives you tools, techniques, resources, application, tangible things that you can do. I'm really down right now, but I can try journaling. I can try gratitude listing. I could get on medication. I could do some of these things that are tangible things I can reach for until I get to a higher level of functioning, until I get to the next step. That's where the application of therapy differs from just praying because we often learn just pray, just pray, just pray. And then you open your eye and you like, well, where the million dollars? Is it like them get paid? Where my husband? Yes. There has to be some tangible application in our life. And that's where therapy differs out of just having a sense of grounding in our faith. Well, they go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. You got to have somebody to talk to. You learn in the past, keep it all inside. But as we know, literally that eats you alive. It manifests itself in health diagnoses. It manifests itself in a slip of our mind. You will start believing narratives and move into delusions that aren't even true because holding on to things so tightly because you don't want to let them out. And that's what therapy offers. It offers the ability for you to have someone else to process with, more specifically, a third party person who's not involved, but they can give you a different perspective and they can give you tangible things to reach for. Listen, when I tell you you are a woman of my heart, so like y'all, I'm an engineer. I ain't no therapist. I'm an advocate for it. Disclaimer, I've only been to one therapy session before in my life. It did not go very well. And I never went back. (laughs) I never went back. But I've learned that I did another episode and the therapist told me finding a therapist is like dating. So absolutely. It's a relationship. So listen, so like I didn't know that then and like that one encounter that we had and like I go through this spell. Where I don't feel like talking. Obviously, there's a reason why I don't feel like talking. Right. But like I didn't feel like talking and I told her that she was just OK. So then I never went back and I was like, oh, she ain't supposed to fight for me. There's never so much in that that like I didn't realize then until looking back on it. But I also don't think I was 100 percent ready for therapy because like I felt something was off. And for me, it's mainly 
healthy communication and telling family no with my trauma of finances. That was like why I went. I will say that first session, like it made me realize that a family member didn't respect my money. So like it was enlightening. But just then after that, I was just like, all right, well, I don't feel like talking. And she didn't fight for me. And then I was like, well, why shouldn't you fight for me? And not knowing that just she might not have been my person, right? But I say all that to say, like, I'm a firm believer in therapy. I push it on people. And like I said, I've only been one time. But I push it for people because, again, we don't know what we don't know. In the sense, God or whoever you believe in, like, gave the power. But, like, that's why we have therapists, right? Like, he instilled that knowledge out there for someone. It became a curriculum. And it's being taught. So, like, that's the part of, to me, I feel like moving your feet. If he's telling you to move your feet, how about you go talk to somebody who can give you the tools? Like, that's why I push therapy on people because I'm like, Mm -hmm. you just complaining to your homeboy or your partner who they're not certified with the tools to help you like get through whatever that is. They're not certified or know what you need to do to reach back. If that's part of the process of reaching back to figure out, oh no, well, what actually happened that I'm here now? that I behave this way now, they don't know that. And then they don't know how to get you across that. So that's why I'm a huge proponent of pushing therapy. And I agree with you that believing in a higher power and therapy go hand in hand. They do. You said something so key about not putting the responsibility of our growth, our healing on other people who are not trained or certified to do that. You cannot expect your partner to heal you or make you happy, or fix all the things that happened to you when you were younger, because they supposed to love you as such. Like, no, that's not their responsibility. And we putting a person on a pedestal, they fall from grace. If they don't deliver the expectation that you have for them, they fail at it. And that's why you can't use your partner as only that type of sounding board. The other part to that is, Absolutely. God gives us community for a reason. That's why there were two created, not one. There's the ability for us to go out and find what it is we need. If you feel like you don't have it here, somewhere out in this great, vast universe that has been created, it is out there. And that's where moving your feet comes into play. Go find it. We have resources for a reason. If it's not at the church, it might be in the therapy office. If it's not in the therapy office, it might be in a confidant. It might be in a sermon. It might be in a podcast. Resources are there for a reason. Thanks for listening. I hope you were able to take something away from this episode. If so, please share and let us know. Hell, if you have a story or tips to share, share that too. It takes a village, and with each of us doing our part, we can grow and reach a level of freedom unimaginable. See you next week. Too much podcast.